Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller, and this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. This is episode 32, part two of chapter 29 of Glass Sword. Where we left off, we have our crew returning uh, in, in the Black Run, and it's mm-hmm. been hit by a snapdragon. And so now they are falling from the sky in the back half of a burning jet. Yes. And the only thing that's keeping Mare from being fully consumed by the flames of the tail of the jet is Cal basically like being a heat shield over the top of her and absorbing all of this heat. And then like the metal around them starts changing from the tail of a jet to like these bars maybe yeah kind of becoming something that might play a big role in the from here on out <laughs> if you have looked forward to the name of the next book you will see this jet is quickly becoming a cage trapping mare and, inside and ev- everyone and everyone yes but Mainly Mare. Well, that's, that's the prize that's, here. That's the point. But the like, in context of this chapter, the cage is trapping everyone. Right. Yeah. Cal is trying to heat up the bars and like pull them apart, and he's not able to manipulate the metal. So he can kind of tell that something else is going on here that sort of supersedes his ability. Right, magnetrons. We find out that our favorite magnetrons are here. Everybody say hi to the Hey guys, how you doing? Also, side note, we need casting for the all of the Samoses pretty much. So No, we have Evangeline. Well, we have Evangeline, but Send us some more because we... Peolimus is a tough one. Right. Peolimus is a tough one. And, Have yeah. we told that story yet? I don't think so. No. For those of you following at home, Ptolemus is now Peolimus because <laughs> autocorrect does not recognize the name no matter what. No. So when Greg put it, typed it in, he put it as P-Y instead of P-T. And so, and so he's now Peolimus it's just Peolimus. Now. I, yes, Peolimus. But, we laughed about that for a good solid three minutes when it happened. But... Think about the way he's described. He's got a narrow nose, tiny what button mouth? Rosebud. Rosebud mouth, thick neck, and very broad shoulders. He's yeah, young, like in his early twenties, but he's this massive, so like, broad, imposing, like Buford figure. from Phineas and Ferb. Right, <laughs> just a big. So now you have that image. So in your when brain. you're doing your casting, think about that because I've seen a lot of like heartthrob teens cast as him, and they don't. No. Ptolemus is going to be a intimidating looking. Especially with all those metal and spikes that the, I mean, plus that they he's wear. Just he's just a huge a-hole, dude, and he's so an a-hole, right? He's not going to come across as charming and friendly at all, no matter what. But he needs to look very imposing and broad, and that's I'm, it's a struggle trying to find someone that fits that bill. Yeah. So they're they're falling. It's creating a lot of wind, tearing at mares hair and clothes and she's all upset because her braid 
that her mom did comes undone. Like the last vestige of her connection to her mom. Honey. Is now out. I mean, you know, she's got to catastrophize this. It's not bad enough that she's falling Mother, from the this sky. this is a in catastrophe. A, I know. She's got to make it worse. That's what I'm saying. It's not good enough for Mare to just be in the middle of this catastrophe. She's got to make it worse by... Being like, well, there goes the last connection I had to my mom. It's like, thanks, Eeyore. We really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed it before I said something, because that's what that voice was. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. So the cage stops, and Mare's like, okay, we've hit the ground. Wrong. Honey, what? She reaches her hand out of the cage and feels grass like underneath an- her, like she's hanging upside down. And there's grass right there. But the grass is also like an arm's length away. An arm's length away. So are they caught by a tree? What's going on? Nope. Our favorite magnetrons are holding the cage in the air and letting them dangle there. Mare. Sweetie. Why did you think the jet was reforming? Jets don't naturally do that. That's not a thing that metal does. Right. What did you think was happening? I don't know. (laughs) She's too busy thinking about her mom. She's not <laughs> She's not in the moment here. She's too busy worrying about this trivial stuff. She's worried about whether or not she left the light on. <laughs> back in the stilts. Back in the stilts. Did I leave the light on? Is the garage door open? It's trash day. Did I put the bins out? It's like, oh my gosh. So... Did I forget to tell someone to pick up my mail? Right. Did I put that stop in? (laughs) Like, worry about what's going on with you right now. Stop all that other stuff. You have more important pressing issues to think about. Like, the voice that she hears that cuts through all this madness in her head, and it just says loose, meaning let them go and let them fall. And it's Maven. Maven's here, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Say hi to Maven. Hi, Maven. This douche. (laughs) Right. That's the one time we're going to say a non-family friendly word. Oh, we've said it before. I think he's worth it. So, Mare falls out of the cage onto the grass. And here begins, like, the onslaught of maven's torture she gets kicked in the face you know she gets because why not i mean guys this is so romantic he clearly loves her so much <laughs> this is not a toxic relationship at all i'm talking to you mayor raven people come at me i don't Lord, care what's wrong with you yeah, it's quite I disturbing don't understand. To me. it's quite disturbing it's it's bad it's bad there are uh fingers that close around her throat that are coated in some sort of plastic so she can't grab them and electrify them. Like, Maven has come ready to fight back everything she can throw at him. This is not what she was expecting at all. I I guess in some point in time she was because of all the catastrophizing. She had to realize that eventually she was going to fall back into his hands but I don't think she quite saw it happening this way. This way. This way. I, with all of the other people that have been caught too. So if you were wondering why I would always laugh at any time, previously Mayor said, I'll never go back to Maven. I'll never return to the castle. This is why. We're coming up on it. Yeah. 
she can't scream. The hands around her neck are too tight. Um, but she watches all the bars turn into snake-like things that, you know, wrap around everybody that's here. Um, and just to refresh your memory, we have Cal, Kalorn, Bree, Cameron, Mare, and then Tramie should be here as well, right? He's just not listed. He's not in the listed. Because to be fair, the beginning of this whole thing is like Cal, Kalorn, and the others, and the, the others. rest of them, the yeah. ones that don't matter as much. And they mention Bree by name, which just pretty much means Tramie's going to be there too. It's like they're. <laughs> Um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum yes. from Alice in Wonderland. They're always there together. But she says that even Bree, as big as he is, can't get out of these metal restraints. They are strong enough to hold anything that anybody Maven is aware of currently could throw at them. Cal gets knocked out by a bar that's flying through, so he's out of the picture. Because the only way for them to, like, neutralize, neutralize him, him yeah. is unconsciousness. Maven knew that, too. Like, one of the first things you have to do is take out Cal, because he's the most skilled of all the fighters here, and he knows how to use his ability very effectively. Yes. And he will do anything he can to protect Mare. So you got to get Cal out of the way first. Bree and Tramie and Kalorn, none of them have abilities. They're just strong, but, you know, we see a strong arm take care of them right. pretty quickly. So, you know. And they also can't get out of solid metal bars wrapped around their wrists. No, no, definitely not. It's not a thing that they can do. Cal can try. But he's now unconscious because right. he's been hit in the head. Mare is not restrained by these bars, and she is not knocked unconscious. She's being held by a strong arm who is making her watch all of this, basically, like holding her off to the side so she can see what they can, how easily he can get to all of her friends and family and the amount of torture he can inflict on them in a short time. Right, because, er, like, earlier before, before the bars started moving again, Mare fell out. They let the bars down where yeah. she was. She fell out of the cage. So she's outside with everyone else. Yeah. All of all of her people are still still in there. Yeah. As I mean, kind of it's like they're being held by the bars, so they're like I I pictured it like um when the tentacles got them them on Stranger Things, you know, and the Vecna's tentacles would hold them up and they'd be kind of like suspended in air or whatever. No, they're they're in like a I mean, it's like I pictured it as they're in one actual cage and Mare just fell out of it. Right, but I'm talking about the things that are wrapping them up and kind of holding them like Yes, but the point still stands that Mare is not currently in the same Right. She's being held by a strong arm outside of it. Yes. Yeah. I what were we just arguing about? She's not being restrained. I'm I'm just saying she's the the way the things wrapped around them, that's what it reminded me of. I know they're still in the cage, but the Yeah. It it seemed like you were trying to make the point that they were not in separate areas of things. No. No, huh. Okay. So she decides that she's gonna try to get through this strong arm. She's gonna try to throw this off regardless whether or not she has the ability to but she's telling herself like 
I killed Alara Morandis. I'm a bad A. I can do whatever I want, you know. Mayor. Girl. I mean, at least she's trying to have some sort of faith in herself. As but now is not the time. <laughs> yeah. Right the, place, wrong time. This is the wrong time to be an optimist. It's also the wrong time to be a pessimist, but, you know. Find happy medium, please. Exactly. <laughs> She's starting to pass out because the strong arm is now squeezing her tighter since she tried to electrocute him, even though it didn't work because of the gloves, but he's squeezing her tighter and she's about to to pass out. And she looks over at Cal and she's like, you know, he's still alive. I've got to do anything I can to try to save Cal. Like, that's her, you know, mission or whatever. God, save Cal. And it's like. Why? Why? Yeah, exactly. What is it with her mission being to save people that, A, don't need saving, and B, that are older than she is? Yep. She's got some sort of complex or something. So. You know, Maven is, like, definitely not going to give up any of these people or her, you know. No. And so she's like, okay, I have something to trade. The strong arm, you know, she tries to speak, so he lets her throat go. And she's like, I have something to trade. You know, she's going to start negotiation talks with Maven. And he's like, oh, you know, being all coy and... He's got his stupid spiky crown that's too big for his head on, <laughs> you know. So now he's just going to toy with her. And um, she says, I will fight you to the last. We all will and we'll all die doing it. We might even take you with us just like your mother. She's going to talk some smack before this all finally goes down. Mare, she knows this she's is in also for the- not the time. Well, in my mind, what she's doing is she knows she's in for poor treatment anyway. She's going to get tortured, but he's not going to kill her because he wants her as like a prize. So she might as well get her jabs in while she can. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like eventually she'll become so annoying that even he doesn't think it's worth it. It could be. could be. Cal is trying again to uh, redden the bars, trying to heat them up. So he's coming back to consciousness and the first thing he's doing is trying to escape that's our cow you know constantly fighting Kalorn is just there you know he's not even fighting because what can he do literally nothing so she says you know she realizes everybody is stuck there's no way out of this and she says let them go, let them live. And he's like, you know, I don't understand. I don't think you understand the meaning of the word trade. I'll let them go and let them live, but you have to give me something as well. You know, you got to bring something to the table. And so she basically tells him, I won't fight you. We won't fight you. Let everybody go. They'll go on their way. You can keep me and I will... I will be your prisoner if you just let everybody go safely. We won't try anything, and you can have me. And they're all just like, no! You know, you can hear the slow-mo in the background. Mayor! High five. No! I love this There had to be like one or two of them were like, no. (laughs) Cameron. (laughs) Oh, no! No, not Mayor! You know, muttering under her breath. 
things that we can't say on a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, of course, Maven has to give her some disgusting speech. He can't just... Well, because he's a villain. Right. He can't, he can't just be like, okay, cool, and take her. You know, he's got to be all dramatic about it and go over and... Such a drama king. Chin. Yeah, exactly. Make her look at him, you know, and just be all smarmy. Kalorn, she can hear in the background. Kalorn is screaming, no, man, don't, you know, the whole thing. And so she's hearing all of this stuff in her head. And to her, it feels like when she was back under the effects of, what did they call it? The sounder device. So Mare is not falling victim to the sounder device. She's falling victim to basically her own nervous system. She's got so much nervous sightedness. I don't know. Does this count as nervous sighted? I I think she's just kind of nervous. Good excited, but I mean, her body's definitely like she's just stressed. Her her nerves are up, and it's because she can't. Let her lightning go. It's like basically shorting her out almost. I'm honestly surprised that the first time she saw Maven, she was like, oh, Maven, this is going to be awful. I hate him with a thousand sons. I hope I look okay. (laughs) (laughs) How's my hair? I can't believe he has to see me now after all this time when I'm not. I'm taking a bath. Yeah. Does my her shirt have holes in it now from falling? My braid just came undone. I hope my hair looks okay. He has to see me with my hair all messy. It's like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Probably like tears and dirt on my face. Yeah. So she's instantly like feeling better about herself (laughs) because all these people have done all these things for her and now she can finally, finally become Mayor the Martyr. This is her moment. She can actually do it. Sacrifice herself to save everybody else. This is what congratulations. She's this is what you've been working for, Mayor. This is what makes her feel good about herself. Mm -hmm. Best she's felt about herself in two books. Yep. Oh, honey. But this is not a toxic relationship, y'all. This is not a toxic relationship. This is fine. I don't understand. And I watch a lot of Love After Lockup, and I still think this is messed up. Oh, it's messed up. (laughs) Those relationships are messed up. This is disgusting. (laughs) Definitely disgusting. So he knows that she is basically scared to death and doing this because she feels like she has no other option. That, you know, he's going to kill everybody else anyway and keep her. So she might as well make this deal. You know what I mean? This is the use her leverage while she's still... Got it. Because Maven would flatten all these people and keep her and it would make no difference. But then everybody's going to come for him, right? All these people that he thinks supposedly support Mare. So if he lets her make this deal, he doesn't look like the bad guy, right? Right. So much like the bad guy. But Maven is slipping a little. So Mare can clearly see he's scared of what I've done. The words that I am saying are working. Yeah. Well, also, we've talked about it before what's going through his head now that Alara is not in it all the time. Right. He's, his thought processes have got to be completely changing now. You know, he's using his own mind for the first time, maybe ever in his entire life, you know, so probably since he was like a baby. Right. And he's only 17 with, with instant, like 
all of this available at his fingertips. It's going to be like Justin Bieber on steroids. You know what I mean? Uh. Like leaving monkeys at airports and stuff. But, you know, basically just killing people. Right. But he rules a kingdom now. Exactly. Exactly. Literal people's lives are in his hands. Um, Nobody's happy. Everybody's screaming, especially Kalorn. You know, Cal, don't let her do this. I don't know what he thinks anybody's going to do to stop this particular situation. You know, Cal's over there trying his best. He would already be. It's not like Kalorn screaming at him is going to do any good. But I know he feels like he can't do anything else because he's watched Mare save herself for him over and over and over again. Right. And so she's like, you know, do we have a deal? Are you a man of your word? You said, let's go. Let, are we going to do this? And, of course, he just smiles, you know, his disgusting, <sighs> sick smile. Ew. Everybody is screaming, no, 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 no. It, but, you know, she's ready to turn herself over. She says, of course, she thinks John must have seen this coming that this would have been the fate that he would have seen for her when his face fell so much when he was looking at her, you know? And he's like, oh, this is why, because he saw me here being Maven's prisoner. And yet, he said absolutely nothing. Right. It almost... Like like he was a plant. Yes, it almost seems like it was planned. Crazy, huh? Weird. So, Maven moves to moves his hand from her chin where he's making her look at him down to around her throat. You know, uh, this is wh- not toxic at all. Not toxic at all. I, the, the exact wording of this is so much worse than any, than any way we could paraphrase it. Yeah. Want to give it a read? Tell us what it says. Maven's hand moves from my chin to my throat. His grip tightens softer than the strong arm, but so much more painful. And he says, we have a deal. And that is actually where the, <laughs> the chapter ends. main part of the book ends. So this is the end of chapter 29, and the rest of what we have is the epilogue, the epilogue which I just want to call, before we dive into it, Mare's biggest pity party ever. Yes. This is she just actually invited other people to this one. Four she did. Page, <laughs> three and a half pages of Mare feeling real sorry for herself real sorry for herself and she put herself here exactly this is this is what the, she chose the, uh, to save everybody else it shows maven's youth oh yeah and his impetuousness his impetuousness that he accepted this or that he actually accepted it and, and honored, it. honored it honored <laughs> it because he could have just easily said, okay. And killed them all. And send them all. I'd say that he would send them back and kill them all, and she would have never known. Because I know she want, he wants to make sure that she stays in line, probably, and doesn't run her mouth. Yeah. He's still got the whole pesky Reds with abilities thing that... Correct. ...that he's trying to hide. And I guess he doesn't know, technically, if there are other people coming, but he's still got snapdragons in the air. Right. So unless she's got ground support coming... You know, through some sort of guerrilla channel that they're not aware of, which could happen. Right. But they'd have to know where they are. You know, they just fell out of the sky. So it's not like, right. you know, it, they could easily be tracked or anything. 
it but this also shows just how obsessed maven is with mare yeah oh yeah no one else would take this For deal sure. no. no under no other circumstances is this a good deal no but all he wanted was her Yep. And without resistance. Yes. Because if she would have killed every, if he would have killed everybody, then she's not going to be pliable, right. right? Now she, he gets a chance to be a little charming. Hey, I let all your friends and family go. Right. Because what hey. happens next is super charming. <laughs> yes, super charming. <laughs> I. I can't believe the chicks don't just totally go for Maven all the time. For those of you who have not read. King's Cage. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it really, we are, really is. We're going to be here with you through all of it. I promise. Yes. We're emotional seen, support podcast. Yeah. I've seen several people be like, wow, the end of Glass Sword really devastated me. It, like, should I continue? And it's like, yes. And we will be here with you every step of the way. It's going to be rough. It's going to be super rough, but we will be here with you helping, helping, helping. soft. <laughs> helping soft. Words are hard. <laughs> Help softening the blow. <laughs> yes. So, Mare is now locked in Maven's cage. We're in the epilogue. Days pass. At least she thinks they're days. She can't even tell. The sounder device is back, and they know just how high to turn it on to keep her basically conscious but useless. Yeah. So, like, her body's in a coma, but she's not in a coma. She's conscious and aware of everything. I mean, right. vaguely conscious. Vaguely, yeah. So she's aware of, of you know, she can tell everything that's going on around her, but but not uh, not lucky enough to be asleep the whole time. Right. You know? <clears throat> but she's not fully conscious either. Right. It's not like she's just trapped in her body almost. She's... She's still like in and out of being able to tell what's going on. But she can't do any her power, her abilities are Oh, definitely yeah. can't use she her can't abilities. Focus she can't even really open her eyes at this point. Like Maven comes in, she hears his voice, she opens her eyes and all she can see is just like swirls of black and red because her the the clicking from the sounder device is just numbing all of her senses, you know. So, except for the hearing because obviously they've tinkered with it to where she can still hear the device. Like, they they did this top-notch to where it's going to be the most painful option for Mare. Yeah, because they could have just had her with Silent Stone. Right, yeah. And that's not enough. No. He also does not bandage any of the cuts that she sustained in all of this because he wants people to see her red blood right this is how the silvers are going to be affected by Which all of seems this a little dangerous as far as like sepsis and yeah, stuff like that infections. like she could get infected i guess they, they he probably like cleaned them a little had someone like clean them just not not heal them or, or they could be them or anything. you know giving her iv antibiotics or some, some whatever is the equivalent of there you know on it. <laughs> yeah just stuff just, it with neosporin but it's got to keep bleeding he wants it to basically keep oozing blood because right. he wants people to see her covered in red blood and get rid of any of this marina titanos you know if your daughter was still looking up to princess marina don't this is what she's now become she's a liar she's a traitor 
she killed my father, basically. You but know here, what I mean? But like, she's not able to use her abilities now. Doesn't it also run the risk of everyone seeing that she actually is a red and then looking and seeing what she did do because everyone saw her do it the first time around with the lightning? Yeah, but he's a really good liar. So yeah. Don't they all think, well, wait a minute, she's a red, but she has these abilities. Well, remember it cut off right before all of the big stuff went on and he like put right out a thing that said that, that there was some sort of right. technical yeah. like he he had a way to spin that and not a lot of people saw what actually the happened? lightning the people in the bowl of bones that were there did you know all the big wigs but, but the normal people at home could be persuaded that they didn't see right. but all those people saw. are Getting also gaslit by your king right <laughs> <laughs> but all of those people are also either gonna keep their mouth shut because they're actually loyal to maven right. or if they're not they're gonna keep their mouth shut because they're scared yeah, they don't when want it to be that until there's a better opportunity for them to do something as well exactly yeah. so yeah. he doesn't have to worry about them yet right so not only does is is mare being controlled by the sounder device but there's also a couple of what have to be Arvin's cousins, by the look of them, standing by to keep her silenced and to keep her weak. So they're doubling down on making sure that Mare is, you know, barely alive, barely conscious. Yep. Just hanging on long enough to realize that she is being tortured. And that she has nowhere to go. She can't do right. anything. She's literally helpless. Because the description in the first paragraph of them using the sounder is uh, using it to keep me unconscious, but not in skull splitting pain. Right. Right. Because then she would just pass out. Right. If you start yeah. putting exactly. her into a bunch of pain, her body's going to go in shock and she's going to pass out. And he, I mean, he knows all this. He's calculated all of it, like down to everything. But... She does think, because she's in chains in this armored transport that they're moving her back to the castle in, in the epilogue. So she thinks to herself, well, if they've got the sounder device and these two uh, silencers, why do I need to be in chains? Like, he's obviously still concerned about something. It's not good enough just to have those two things. He's still got her chained up. So that's how petrified he is of either what she could do or what somebody else could do to ambush this transport on the way back to the palace where he's taking her. Right, she, he has every possible precaution in place to make sure she makes it back yeah. as yeah. quickly and safely as possible. Safely for them. Right. Yeah. Not life-harming to her. Right. He just wants her conscious. That's right. all he wants. He, he does not care about right. anything else. Doesn't. She just needs to be alive. Right. Exactly. And realize that she is moving and everything. Like he wants her to be aware but not be able to do anything about it. Um, she realizes that her birthday is coming up and that Maven was exactly right. That they would be spending her next birthday together. I guess and he she's is the one a that man walked of his word. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Look, just because the date was at eight and he showed up at eight does not mean he's a good dude. <laughs> right. He may have just buried somebody in his basement but still showed up on time. Punctuality is not the only thing you need to go on here. No. Just because he's a man of his word doesn't mean that what he said he was going to do is a good thing. He said he was going to capture you. 
Yes. Right. You want him to not be a man of his word during that time. Like, I just... Mayor! I, I think that it, that was more of like... How would I spell that for the episode title? <laughs> it's a bunch of R's. U-R-R-R-R-R-R-G-H. Yeah. What were you going to say, babe? You were starting to say something. I, I guess it's it's more of like she's like regretting that. Like, it's it's not it's not as much of a... Oh, I guess he was telling the truth. It's like, uh, you know, he was. He meant every. He word meant every word he said. And and I put myself willingly into into this, this to do it. Right. So, you know, you know, in the back of her mind, she's like, everybody back home must be, you know, feel the love, guys. I'm here getting tortured for you. I'm sure that'll come out eventually because oh, it's yeah. Mare. Right. So she's like, you know, what day is it? trying to at least figure out how long she's been in this state, you know, and they don't answer her. Nobody's even, I mean, they they obviously have to acknowledge that she's there, but again, that she's just an object to keep alive. They don't have to interact with her. She's not even really a person to them at this point in time. No. She's just a possession because that's all she's going to be to Maven as well. So the transport stops, the back opens for them to get her out, and there is a crowd there just roaring. They're so excited that Mare has been finally captured and brought here. So these are definitely the rabid silvers that Maven's gathered around, a bunch of yes men. And she thinks she's back at the Bowl of Bones. Like, oh, here we are. We're going to have to go fight again. You know, he's going to he's going to put me in there and peel all this stuff off now. And I'm going to be so weak, I'm not going to be able to fight. And then there, he's going to be like, oh, look, their abilities aren't really that great because she can barely do anything because he's kept her down for so long. So he is he's planning all of this out like this is definitely a long game oh, scenario yeah. that he is playing. They catch her because she can't hardly walk. I don't know what they were thinking. Like she was just going to walk out of there after she's not used her legs for probably four days. Like she's going to look like a baby deer (laughs) trying to get out of there. Can I say that now I want to see that? Elizabeth Banks. (laughs) I know you listen. She doesn't listen. (laughs) No, she doesn't. It'd be cool if she did. Email us if you do. If you do, please. I watched Cocaine Bear. I liked it. Thank you. (laughs) but all of these people are there to to witness the end of what they started to watch you know what i mean these are the people that are the bloodthirsty ones mavens made sure that the people that are here are like hand selected you know what i mean these are the like i said these are the yes men and cameras everywhere because of course this is all going to be televised but she is forcing herself to stay strong stay upright at least try to be you know some form of strong here because she doesn't want maven to see that he's broken her spirit that's what he wants and she's not going to give it to him like i may be your captive but but you have not completely won right right yep you know i I go back to, you've got my past frozen behind glass, but I've got me. Like, you know, you may have me in this cage, 
but I'm still me. Right. You can't change that. And as soon as I get the chance, I'm going to show you how me I really am. Yeah. Right. You may have won this battle, but you have not won this war. Definitely not. She can feel everybody like, you know, looking at her and staring at her, which immediately puts her on edge. She starts thinking, oh, I must look terrible, you know. But everybody is still at least some point scared of her. Don't you hate that feeling when you can like just feel the people are staring at you? Yes. It's bad. I don't like it. I hate it. Which is why I don't wear shorts in public very often. I feel like everybody's looking at me and I hate it. I hate it. So they're they're parading her through the streets. Um Cersei style with a nun behind her. No. It's not. Uh, that's what's her name from Ted Lasso, by the way. The nun. The nun oh, is yeah. the is the soccer team owner. But yeah, so they're parading her through. Maven wants everybody to see the red blood all over her. Wants her to see. Wants them to see her. You know, following orders, being taken prisoner, powerless, powerless, not fighting back. This is all part of his media tour plan right but inverted commas they need to also think that she was once strong because this is all about maven maven needs to be the one that looks good here so she was strong and he's now taken her down to this level right right exactly she is you know she can't breathe she's trying to call for the lightning it's not there because of course the arvin cousins or whoever they are are there silencing her you know everybody's there watching her the the nobles and the generals the high ups seem to be wearing black so she's thinking this must be some sort of memorial for Alara, that they're now going to parade her in the middle of, oh, like, great. oh, this was the queen. We loved her so much. Oh, look, it's the person that killed her, the traitor that killed her, that you all welcomed so warmly. And it turns out that she wanted to bring everything down from the inside. Evangeline is like in this like black spiky thing. Mm. Where are our artists at? Give us some of that. Maybe, ooh, maybe that'll be in the. Ooh, special versions that we're getting will. guys keep an eye on our social media and our website because when our special versions come in we're going to share some of the artwork yes with you guys should be coming in imminently yeah they should be in pretty much any minute we're recording this at the beginning of june you guys will probably hear it towards the end of the month um but yeah keep an eye on our socials and on our website because we will have those special editions from lit joy i hope all you guys went out and got yours as well we're so excited so do keep an eye out for that uh, because I'm I'm really hoping that some of Evangeline's outfits that they've described in the book make it in there. I think they probably will. If, I would think from so. From some of the stuff that I've seen, I think they probably yeah. will. Somebody else is here wearing nothing but gray, as usual. <laughs> John. John, who saw every single bit of this coming and did not warn her at all. And what's a, a red... With yeah. abilities, no less. What's a what's a new blood doing here? The Maven. Yeah. Why is he? Why is he here? Yeah. One that hey, was Maven? not was not a Norton. No. Uh, red with abilities either. He wasn't anywhere on their records. So where did this guy come from? Who has he been working for? Like, you know, Mare planned this whole thing around him, 
And it's very clear that we this only know about it. 5% of what's going on with this dude. Yeah. If even that much. So, you know. Maybe, he, maybe like 0.5% of what's going on with this dude. Maybe. maybe. She says that his eyes look like they hold an apology. I don't know. I I mean, with something that happens later in in the the third book, there's a little bit of that there. I don't think he's necessarily sorry for... He's not that sorry. He's like, I didn't want this to happen to you, but I'm sure he was offered a pretty good deal. Right. Or maybe he had hoped that something would change after he saw her, that, you know, maybe something would... You know, some, she would do something that would change the course, but he wouldn't see that. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how his ability works. Maybe he knew this was how it had to go for things to end up the way they end up. That could also it's be like Doctor true. Strange, where it's like, we, I saw all these things and there's only one where it actually Shut works. Shut the heck up, everyone. Yeah, it sucks, but this is this what is we have to do. To go, yeah. You know, this is the way it has to go. So, he, he had told her that she would rise alone. And she's like, now I know that he is lying, for I have certainly fallen. You have to fall before you can rise, honey. I think she's assuming yeah. she's going to die here. <sighs> like, if she's back at the bowl of bones, maybe she's going to die here. Like, I guess that's the only thing that she's thinking, because she can't obviously be thinking past this, like, that there's right. any chance that she's going to get out of this and rise, you know. So she's like, oh, well, he must have lied. So there's a big empty platform, Maven up on a dais, the whole thing, you know, seating on a, he's got a new throne, some special Maven throne. He had this old one, you know, his dad's taken away and he's got a new throne. Um, She flinches, wondering if he's going to murder her in front of everybody and paint those steps of the palace red with her blood. Okay. Why would he have worked so hard to get you to the palace alive if he was and if he's planning to kill you and then he wouldn't do it in front of everybody? Right. Why wouldn't he have just killed you there? Well, I mean, the cameras and all of that, I guess. He wanted to make a big spectacle out of it. Yeah, but like what if she's planning on he's going to kill me, then why would she think anything other than he'll do it here in front of everybody, right? Right. She he steps up to her and she realizes that they're like standing like they would be if they were getting married, like facing each other on to the side of all of this group. Ew. She's looking in the face of the man that's probably gonna kill her, thinking about getting married. Mare! Girl! I just don't get it. Yeah, the the sorry EQ went way up on that one. <laughs> sorry. It was warranted. <laughs> Probably. There's something in his hand. She thinks it's a sword and that this is going to be the most fitting bookend ever. He's going to lop her head off just like Cal lopped off his father's head. Honey. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I have a dark Honey, sweetie mind. baby. My mind goes to dark places. My mind would not immediately go to this person's going to decapitate me. And I guess I've never been in this particular situation, but... She should know better, too. You don't think Maven's got more in plan for oh, you? Oh, yeah. Very much more. Because the thing that he has in his hand that is all glinty and shiny, he puts around her neck, and it is a collar. 
This isn't disgusting. This is so disgusting. It just shows how much he truly loves her. <laughs> yes. Now, if you are happen to be listening to this podcast and you enjoy people putting a collar on you, that's fine. That's called consent. You like it. That's cool. This is not consent. No. <laughs> she may have signed up for this, but this is not what she ultimately wanted. No. So, you know, it, we're not kink shaming. She's a prisoner. Be led around by a dog collar and a leash all you want, but you have to want it. That's the point. Right. <laughs> because he does attach a leash to it. Yes. So yeah. now she is essentially his pet. Yes. He has leashed her up and everything. And holding it in his fist like you would trying to keep a dog from moving. Like when we used to take Gracie for a walk, and she'd be strangling herself. <laughs> that dog <laughs> walked us, Mom. Yeah, she did walk us. That is definitely for sure. Uh, every time he pulls on it, it makes her head move to where like the spikes dig into different parts of her skin. Yep. He is knowing exactly how to play this to make it look uncomfortable, yes. be painful. Because everything. there are also very small spikes on the inside of the collar. Yes. That are digging into her skin. Yeah. So, so, so smart. So he whispers down in her ear, you put her body on display. I'll do the same to you. So this is all payback. Like, not, was, not only was he mad beforehand, he real mad now. Right. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, you murdered his mother and put it on television. Well, in f- with, her, with her head like a puppet. In fairness, <laughs> she killed her, his mother in self-defense, but he's going to see it as murder. Right, right. But still. Well, because they happen? wouldn't have even been there to defend themselves if they hadn't broken into the prison. Right. So don't really think it can count as self-defense if you break into somebody some other place. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I mean, right? if they're holding someone unjustly, then sure. I mean, we could go on and on forever. Dad, the laws don't apply potato. here. The point is, he killed. She killed her mom, his mom. Yeah. And then the killing thing. I don't. I mean, I think it bothers him, but it's the fact that the way she basically used her body as a muppet. She went all that she went through. <laughs> right. Broke the into video. yeah. Broke into a broadcast. All that stuff. You know, he's going to make sure that she pays very, very, very handsomely right. for it. So. Mia, do you want to read the very last sentences of this for us? Uh, not particularly. All right, I'll take it. His expression is unreadable, but his meaning is clear. With one hand, he points at his feet. His fingers are whiter than I remember. I do as he says. I kneel. And that is the end of the book. And that is it, kids. Wow. So this is the this was definitely the one where I was like. I can't I, I can't wait for this. I need I need now. I need. Yeah. She was like, Can we go get the next book like yesterday? Because I can't. <laughs> they didn't have I it have the, to, They have didn't to have it at the library yeah. at the time, I think. Right. That this that's this one. They didn't have immediately at the library. Yeah, and King's I was Cage. like yeah. and I was like, audiobook, audiobook, audiobook. <laughs> I need it right now. I was very similar with Goblet of Fire. Really? I was like, I need a PDF, like right now, right now, right now, right now. <laughs> It was like 2002, I think I found one, 2003, mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, guys, that's where this book wraps up. Mare is collared and leashed up and kneeling at Maven's feet in front of all of these people yes. in the front of the palace. So, so exactly where she said she would never end up. Uh-huh. She is right back there. So that was all foreshadowing, by the way. Right. 
it's it's <laughs> like it was like in the first book when she kept being so sad about shade being dead right more <laughs> anytime something is really brought to attention multiple times and mare keeps insisting that blah 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 is not going to happen or blah 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 has definitely happened a hundred percent for sure yeah that's gonna happen for sure so guys that's where we're gonna end this particular episode um stay tuned for all of the fun stuff that we have in between books two and three because we know this was an emotional roller coaster it was for us it was for y'all our schedule is getting ready to take an even bigger roller coaster. So we will try to get episodes out as regularly as possible. We will take a very small hiatus, um, but we will bring you content as often as possible. And we will have a lot of fun in between books two and three before we dive back into the most depressing thing ever, which I think yes. has already been an episode title. So we can't use that one again. We'll have to find something else, but it's just instead well, we of season three, it'll be the most disappoint. It'll be the most depressing season ever. That'll just be. <laughs> well, we had one that season was like three. captioned. One. We had one that was a uh, the most toxic codependent thing ever. Right. Right. Yep. And that is definitely what this relationship is. You yes. want to see the most toxic codependent thing ever? Tune in for all of King's Cage. Yes. At, uh, at the least first half. the first half. Yeah. Yeah. The first half. The first definitely. Half. That's a, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> Much. Yeah. This this summer. Is going to be crazy. We have a lot yeah. happening. We've got a lot happening, but we've also got a lot of fun stuff planned for you guys. We're going to do another quiz episode, and do yes. some character reviews, mm -hmm. fan casting, mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. So again, we thank everybody so much for hanging in there with us. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time with a bonus episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.